enjoying watching in studio Brooklyn and Golden State. They're in the early part of this game, late first quarter. Really high-level basketball. Steph Curry, uh, by the way, is good. It's just in. He's having one of those quarters uh, where he's putting out on a clinic, made four threes. Brooklyn leads, though, after one, 34-31, but really good basketball is going on in that game. It's been fun to watch. Thanks again to Coach Luke Walton for joining us in his weekly visit as uh, we had a chance to catch up with him about uh, finally getting a win. The Kings needed that, and hopefully they can add on to it and still have a 500 homestand. This hour, we get some football to get to. Chris Landry from LandryFootball.com is going to join us in just a few moments. So we uh, look forward to trying to catch up with him and uh, keep this thing rolling along. Also in this hour, your chance to win Causeway Classic football tickets, a family four-pack to see the Hornets take on UC Davis at UC Davis Health Stadium this Saturday. We'll have that a little bit later in the show. And I'm going to keep saying it. I'm going to talk a lot about this game all week because this is great. This is great. I've done Sac State football for years, uh, went to UC Davis, did their games early on in college, and I did a couple of Causeways uh, as a UC Davis broadcaster, but then it's now Sac State. And always dreamt about being in a situation where these two teams would be playing for the conference championship or getting to the playoffs. And that's what's going to happen. Sac State's playing for the conference championship. Davis is going to the postseason. This is a great rivalry. And I still hope that they can play one more time. I think that would be even great if they had this Saturday and then met in the postseason as well. Hey, it's time to get a new mattress. Shop local at Sleep First. All right, let's bring him on. We love catching up with Chris Landry. It's LandryFootball.com. And he joins us here. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. How, how's uh, how's LandryFootball.com? I'm sure it's busy trying to sort out what in the world's going on in the NFL. It, it is. You know, we obviously spend all our time. We break down the film and, and get everybody a look of what happened. So, uh, obviously, we, we got a breakdown in our, uh, our film room nuggets about what really happened and what really led to that uh, impressive performance by the Niners and a We've talked about backs against the wall. They certainly were last night, and a little bit how they were able to do it against the Rams. That was uh, Rams. That was impressive. But we break down all the games, college, NFL. Got a new set of rankings that just came out mm-hmm. over the past uh, few minutes. So we keep everybody up to date on all the coaching searches, all the news and information around the NFL, college football, all the film room breakdowns. It's one stop shopping football over at Landry Football. Well, Chris, let's start with that Niner game because. I didn't see that coming. I, are they capable of beating the Rams? Sure. But this was more than, hey, this team can beat it. Like, they were dominant. They controlled the game. They ran it, and they just jammed it down. I mean, they were amazing. That was the best version of the Niners, which they haven't shown us. So what's the real team? Is this, like, the peak of them? What do you think when you see the Niners? Well, it's it's all of the above. It's, you know, it's the inconsistent, unvarnished, um, ugly truth, if you will, that you you don't have the same team each week. And I do think that there's, eh, you know, a bit of a desperation factor when you're in the situation that they're in. But I do think they had a really good game plan against a Ram team that's not as good defending the run. Uh, they're built a little bit to, to rush the passer. And they said, <laughs> the Niners said, we're going to run the football right at you. And I thought, you know, they obviously challenged their front to be very effective running the football. And that was the difference in the game. And I know fans will always ask me in college NFL, why can't they do that every week? (laughs) Oh, if only that's just welcome to football. And it's the toughest thing is that you're, you're not necessarily what you are forever with how you looked in the past game. You never stay the same. You either get better, you get worse. And a lot of how you look 
relative to your opponent factors in how they look and how mm-hmm. they prepare and what their situation is, what their environment is. I thought that they were – I think the big credit goes to the defense and how they kept the Rams' offense out of sorts. Yeah. Um, you saw that they – man, how many drops did they have? Look at all the missing pieces in the Rams' offense. And, you know, you kind of sense that maybe earlier we're trying to force it a little bit to Odell. He's not ready yet. There's no chemistry yet. So, I don't know that it's a sign that, oh, the Rams are done either. But I will say this. The Rams are built kind of in a win-now mode, but mm-hmm. they're like everybody else. They've got some holes, too. I mean, I don't know that this defense is going to be as dominant as people think if you can run the football on them. So it'll be interesting to see what progresses here. But it's a big one for the Niners because, obviously, at that stage, you can't lose any more games. You you can't go to three and six. Four and five doesn't, doesn't uh, put you – you know, in any secure spot, but you're in, you know, you're one game out from, you know, making that last playoff spot. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how much healthy and how much better the Niners can be, but they dug themselves a hole, uh, you know, to where, you know, there's no margin for error now. It seems to me, Chris, they're obviously their best when they can run, when they can control the line of scrimmage, uh, yes. dictate the tempo. And, and I just look at the last two weeks, you play the Cardinals without uh, Murray, without Hopkins, and you run it 11 times. Yesterday, you run it 44 times, and they look out of this world. I, I know it's not as simple as, hey, just run the ball every time, but they've got to do it more, I think. Absolutely. They're built that way. I mean, that's how they're built. That's where their success comes from. And they're not a team that's going to line up and throw it 40 times and beat you. Not going to happen. So the only way for them to win their style is what they did last night. So and a lot of it, too, is it, it's it's playing complementary ball. So if defensively, Jason, if you play poorly on defense and you give up a bunch of point, a points and you're down 17 points, well, what do you think you're going to do in the second half? You're not running it very much, are you? Because you're having to throw, play, catch up. Mm-hmm. So they have to play in close what I call one possession games or, you know, where they've got to chance to run their offense through the run game because when they can run everything through the run game it opens up things in the passing game this is not a team that can come from behind throwing it a whole bunch so yeah if you tell me that they're running it 15 times in a game i'm telling you that they probably lost that game talking with chris landry it's landryfootball.com one more thing on the rams as you said i mean they've got all sorts of talent it's not a finished product but i think it was was it Philly? Yeah, about I think it was the Eagles maybe a decade ago when they it seemed like they added all these pieces and look out, they're the team to beat, and then they just fizzled. It just never it never all came together. I think the Rams have more than that and probably will come together in some form, but boy, they just didn't look right yesterday to me at all. Well, a lot of what they do and a lot of what they've done is they've kind of, you know, it's ironic because they're in L.A., they've kind of <laughs> gone stargazing. Yes. You know, Okay, Von Miller is going to be great. Well, Von Miller is not the player that he once was. Now, he can still be effective in situations. Aaron Donald's a great player, particularly as a pass rusher. Uh, they've got some weapons to rush the pass. So, if they're, again, we talked about how it works. Well, if their offense is not scoring points and they can't play with a lead and they can't force people to throw it a bunch, they're not going to be as effective defensively because teams that run it will have success running it. So, teams that are throw first, the Rams are going to look better defensively because they match up better with their pass rush. 
But I do think that. I do think, obviously, losing Robert Woods hurts. Now it makes Odell Beckham even more of a necessity, not a luxury. And can you rely upon him? Uh, are they going to try to force the ball too much to him? We know that Stafford has a lot of ability to make plays, but he tends to force it at times. We saw that early. I mean, it was a force. It was a turnover. And before you know it, it's down 14 nothing with a pick six, which the, the second interception was his fault, his fault, but they're down. And there you go. And that's kind of – I do think that they're a team that this is not what I would call, oh, they're clearly the lock to win it, far from it. And yet they don't, they've kind of mortgaged their future with it. I don't know. Um, this seems like a little bit of a, I don't know, taking shortcuts to try to get there. And I, look, I'm all, it, it's all fine. They're, they're, they're going to try to win now. I just don't know if they're as good as they maybe think. They think, at least right now, I'm very curious to see in four or five weeks how much they progress. Chris, I was optimistic for the Raiders. Uh, I thought the matchup was good. The Chiefs have just been okay. Uh, Raiders came off a bad performance. They're back at home Sunday night, big stage, and then bleh, they they threw that one out <laughs> there. Um, it's one week, but I, I, I thought they had an awful game against the Chiefs. They did. And, look, I, I think, though, the that's another one of the issues with the Raiders is – they're going to be very inconsistent. And, you know, I don't think that they um, – you can rely upon them and be confident if you're a Raider fan that they're going to play consistent enough to be in that position to have the type of success. And I don't know that I would say, even from a Kansas City standpoint, that, quote, unquote, they're back. I think the matchup is good for them against the Raiders. Um, I think the – you know, to, to get the ball and, and to – Try to chase points is always difficult for this Raider team, and I think their offensive line play is too inconsistent, and that leads to inconsistent play at the quarterback spot. So I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, when we're dealing with seven playoff spots, I mean, there's always a chance to get in, but that's not a team that's built to go deep if they were to somehow make it. Um, that that division though is interesting because as bad as it's been for Kansas City. And quite frankly, you look at what you have to do to beat Kansas City. You've got to really make them patient, and you've got to play a lot of too deep. And, you know, the the Raiders don't play that as well. So other teams that had more success against the Chiefs, the Raiders were not able to be as effective because they're not very good in the secondary either. So that led to some of the problems in a matchup, and they're probably playing them again wouldn't fare uh, you know, as well. But I don't know that to, what to make of the West other than it, you can put it in perspective. In that game, the Chiefs were a loss Sunday night from being at the bottom of the division mm. to now being at the very top. And it's just like every the Chargers don't look tough enough at the line of scrimmage. Uh, the Broncos are not good enough. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about the Raiders. So in the end, the Chiefs, while not the favorites anymore in the AFC, certainly are to be reckoned with and maybe are the team to beat in the division, but they're not going to run away with it. It's going to be interesting to see um, how this plays out. The, the AFC West is going to be a lot more fun than I thought it would be because I thought it might be a two-team race with two teams really good challenging for the number one overall seed. Instead, it's kind of a – Somebody needs to win the division, and somebody hope that they can get that wild card spot, one of them anyway. 
Chris, something we said earlier in the show, it's it's more of an exercise to prove a point on, on who's good right now. Like, who would you pick? I had said, if I gave you 100 bucks to bet, go to Vegas, go to a, uh, you know, a sports book there and say, this is who I think is going to win the AFC today. And 100 bucks to, this is who I think is going to win the NFC today. I think we'd all end up with a bunch of different answers. Again, not going to hold you to this one because that's not the point. It's, it's a difficult choice. What would you pick today through 10 weeks as who you think would get to the Super Bowl in the NFC and the AFC? I would lean on Green Bay in the NFC because the way their defense is playing. Uh, and again, you emphasize stress today. Mm-hmm. Let's, it's about health from Thanksgiving on. But you throw the quarterback in, um, and with that defense, the way they're playing, I, I would give that today over the Cardinals and the Cowboys, who I think are formidable. We haven't even got to the Bucks. What mm-hmm. the heck's going on with their right. defense? But. But but today, you know, it's after we get uh, done with Thanksgiving dinner in a yeah. couple of weeks, and then maybe we'll have a different. In the AFC, I, I would just based upon just what they've done, I, I would would go with Tennessee mm. because they've just had the I mean, they've beaten the the best teams. But I got to tell you, the AFC is a little bit more wide open. I, I don't know that the style matchup is going to work in their favor. You know, Buffalo's up and down. Let's see how they settle in. Baltimore as well. We'll see what Kansas City can do. And you know what? Is there anybody more steady that you know what you're going to get week in and week out than the Patriots? Isn't that amazing? They're not, they're not good enough to beat one of the top two or three teams in the AFC if those teams play their best. But if you don't play your best, they can beat you. They're playing very good defensively. They're, they're really doing a good job in the secondary. They're playing pretty well up front, running the football well, and they're making it easy on the quarterback who's making good decisions and good throws. So, I mean, they're right in that division with Buffalo. And, and it's Buffalo that's the better team, the more talented team, but they're too inconsistent. I mean, and when you blow a game like to Jacksonville, that, that gets you into a little bit of trouble. So that one-game lead, we'll see if Buffalo can – figure things out because they they should win that division but i'm not so sure now yeah i'm with you on the patriots i'm impressed i mean i I just i don't see an overly talented team but we know they're well coached they wanted mac jones and you know this this always has been a negative term and it's not meant to be but as a game manager i is he more than that because he's making as you said really good decisions and seemingly getting better he is making really good decisions he is getting better he's very accurate and, you know, it's really early for this, but you know you're going to be getting calls down the road if this continues. And if the Niners quarterback situation in the future of Trey Lance doesn't work out because mm-hmm. everyone will say, hmm, how would that young guy look with the Niners? Because the Niners are another team that's pretty good, built around the running game, and can do some things. And I don't know. I mean, it's not that uh, Garoppolo's played poorly or anything like that, but in terms of seeing the field, in terms of decision-making, Mac Jones is already ahead of where Jimmy Garoppolo is. So for a guy that liked Kirk Cousins so much, and I mean Kyle Shanahan, from his decision-making standpoint, you know, in a Mac Jones, you've got a, a you know, a, a similar guy but better. Um, that, that's going to be something to follow, not to jump off topic, but kind of tie it in that, I don't know, long range, uh, hopefully for the Niners, Trey Lance works and works big. Because I think Mac Jones is going to be everything 
that the Patriots hope for and more. Not a guy that's going to carry the team or the franchise, but a guy that if you play well around him, he's going to make good decisions. And if you give good protection, he's going to deliver the ball on time and he's going to deliver it accurately. Mm. Uh, The former Patriot now Panther Cam Newton looks like he may. I I didn't know that he'd get back in the league, to be honest with you, Chris. Now he's back. He scored last week and it looks like he's going to start for the Panthers. How do you think he'll do? Well, look, uh, week one already did better than I thought. He gets his uh, old coach this week as Washington comes into town. I'm excited. And, And oh, by the way, I mean, how quickly things can change. Getting a little bit healthier in defense. Panthers defense is playing pretty good. They're five and five. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, they're one game, uh, excuse me, one game behind the Saints, two games behind the Bucks and the loss column. I'm not making a case that they're going to make a run and win the division, but they certainly, things will look a lot brighter after one week. It's just been an amazing season because it really is a week to week. Who's really you're going to hang your hat on right now? There's there's really not that. I mean, even the Cardinals that we talked about, and we know why they've lost a couple. But like I said, the Packers are good. I mean, the Cowboys. I mean, you you got to get the feeling that you know the Packers, maybe the Cardinals, the Cowboys, and I would think the Bucks would come back in. Maybe the Rams. You kind of see that, but man, in the AFC, I don't know. It's who's going to get hot from Thanksgiving on it. It's going to be real interesting down the stretch because I don't see that all the talk about, well, the Bucks are going to, how about, what do you think? 15 wins. N- nobody's running away with it. Not anybody in either conference and particularly in the AFC. I think it's wide open. Talking with Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. We always like to get in college as well. Uh, as you said, they did have the new college football rankings top 10 we'll work our way down wake forest oklahoma state notre dame the top seven didn't change michigan state michigan cincinnati ohio state oregon alabama georgia with the results last weekend it's hard to argue with that not changing but there's still games i think the landmines are out there this will still shake up before we get to the finale here it will here's what i'm looking at um georgia in good position yep um Ohio State in good position. I think Ohio State's going to handle Michigan State and Michigan and the Big Ten West in the conference championship game in fairly short order. I feel really good about Georgia and Ohio State making it. I do not like Oregon's chances of beating Utah twice. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a, you know, uh, it, Michigan and Michigan State, six and seven, they're both going down to Ohio State coming in the next couple of weeks. So I tell you, the thing to look for is this. Can somebody emerge? I think Cincinnati could slip in there because if you take Oregon out, you got Georgia, you've got um, Ohio State, Cincinnati could slide in. Then the only other options at that point, if it goes the way I think, is let's see what the Big 12 does. Now, I think Oklahoma State, for example, is a good team. But again, They've got a couple of tough games, including Bedlam at home, but they're going to have to turn around and play maybe the same team again two weeks in a row. So they're going to have to do basically what Oregon's task is, beat Utah twice. It's probably what Oklahoma State's going to have to do. Maybe it's Baylor, maybe it's Oklahoma. They're going to have to beat them twice. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have a Georgia, you're going to have Ohio State. I think Cincinnati's going to get in, and if Alabama – plays Georgia close, 
I, you know, I think a two-loss Alabama would likely get in because who else would you put yeah. in? I don't. Th- I think they make it over a one-loss Notre Dame. Um, again, if the Big 12 is out, if the Pac-12 is out, if they take themselves out, ACC's already out. There's nobody in the Big Ten other than Ohio State. So that would be Cincinnati and Alabama. Who else would you put in? But as you mentioned, some things could change. Certainly Oregon and Ohio State both get in if they both went out. I just think the path for Oregon is much difficult. So we'll see. I think I think it's getting pretty close at least to who I think can control their path, so to speak, and which ones are going to need a lot of help. But I think Cincinnati, who needs help, I think they're going to get some of it. Mm. They, they just got to win because I think pe- – look, I mean – I don't know that Oregon's going to beat Utah twice. I've said that. Michigan, right. Michigan State, I think they're going to lose. So they've got at least a head-to-head against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's not going in ahead of Cincinnati. They would only be able to go in with Cincinnati, in my view. And I, I don't know that uh, a one-loss Oklahoma State would get in over Cincinnati. Maybe, maybe not. It would depend uh, how it looks. So you're right. A lot of games left going to be a lot of fun. Of the field, I guess, we're putting Georgia one, and that's where they belong. Who who can beat them? Who has the best chance? It's one Saturday, so of course it can happen, but who would you give the best chance to beat them? I think playing their best game, Ohio State's offense could potentially give Georgia's defense the most trouble, and if they get a lead and you make this Georgia offense play from behind, it would be a little different. You know, to this point, they can control the game at the line of scrimmage with the run and with play action. I think they would have the best shot. Um, I do think Alabama in the similar way offensively, if they're clicking, I just don't think Alabama's offensive line is, is equipped to handle Georgia's defensive front as well as Ohio state's is Ohio state's offensive line is as talented as anybody's is in the country. Now they don't play consistently well, but their best game might have some success against Georgia. Whereas Alabama would really have to be crafty. I think Georgia's going to have to play down to their competition a little bit, meaning I think they're going to have to have a little bit of an off game for somebody to beat them. But I would say Ohio State and Alabama would be the only two teams capable of beating them. I don't think Oregon could do it. I don't. I know Cincinnati couldn't. I don't think you know Michigan or Michigan. None of those Oklahoma. None of those teams could beat them. I think Ohio State and Alabama could if Georgia helps the cause, plays poorly. Yeah. Well, more action this weekend. We'll see how that shakes out. Chris, again, it's uh, LandryFootball.com. Let everybody know, again, all the great stuff that you guys have there. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. It's like having your own coaching and scouting department for less than a magazine subscription. All the detailed news and notes from around college and the NFL practices, what's going on, all the – film room game breakdowns, previews of each and every week's games, college in the NFL, and the reviews um, as well. All the coaching search got updates on the USC search, the LSU search, the Washington search, what's going on at Florida, Virginia Tech, and TCU, and is Miami going to make a move? We've got it all covered for you, the detailed inside information. So it's one-stop shopping football. Take advantage of the football season sale today. That's awesome. Well, you do great work. We always love chatting with you each and every week. And enjoy the games this week, and we will talk to you next week, Chris. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Take care. All right. Thank you. That's Chris Landry. LandryFootball.com is where you get all that amazing information. And, I mean, just between the NFL, each week the drama that lays out and plays out there, it's incredible. 
and of course uh, college. It's it's changing each and every week as well. All right, we will break here. We'll come back back to the NFL. We've had another week end, so we got to give you our NFL top five, bottom five. Who are the five worst? Five best teams in the NFL right now. I'll have my opinion on that. That is next right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. The Kings close out their four-game road trip Wednesday in Minnesota. He's got the bucket. Oh, there's a Halliburton special on that delivery. And Holmes says thank you very much. Coverage begins at 3.30 on Sports 1140 KHDK. Don't let cold keep you up. Take NyQuil Severe for max strength relief for your worst cold and flu symptoms so you can rest tonight and get back at it tomorrow. NyQuil Severe gives you powerful relief for your worst cold and flu symptoms. NyQuil Severe temporarily relieves common cold and flu symptoms, including cough, sore throat, headache, minor aches and pains, fever, runny nose, and sneezing. NyQuil, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, stuffy head, best sleep with a cold medicine, uses directed. Napa know-how. Right now, a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil is only $19.99. It's the hottest deal of the year for the coldest time of the year. So if you're in your car right now, there's no need to turn on the heat. I'm about to read this sizzler again. That's Napa full synthetic for a hot $19.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating locations does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price not available in some states. Offer ends 12-31-21. Sacramento weather is brought to you by Folsom Lake Kia. I'm Mark Finan in the KCRA 3 Weather Center. Skies will stay mainly clear through the evening. However, overnight, we'll see some fog redevelop, and that fog should clear out by tomorrow afternoon with highs in the low 60s. Get the latest forecast on the KCRA 3 News and the KCRA 3 app. Folsom Lake Kia is a different kind of dealership. Fair, honest, reliable people. Family owned and operated, they're your friends and neighbors. Serving you for over 20 years in the Folsom Auto Mall. Tell them Doug Christie sent you. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who miss the fairway all day and still pull out the big stick. The type of guys who will always prefer to be behind the grill than in front of the camera. And the men who never let their friends forget about a high school nickname. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Who wants to settle for a single TV? With more TVs, bigger screens, plus our fabulous scenic views, there's more to watch at Twin Peaks. Hi guys, it's Andrew with Coastside Clinic. Are you struggling with ED and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Coastside Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. Call Coastside Clinic now to qualify. 916-603-2000. That's 916-603-2000. Before COVID-19, we used to worry whether our kids would make friends at school and learn new things. Now, we worry whether they'll be safe and how they will adapt to so many changes. No matter what your concerns are, CalHOPE can help with free emotional support resources. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org today. Are you one of the millions of homeowners who haven't refinanced yet? If so, I'm here to tell you it's not too late. Hi, I'm Wesley Hoagland with Lennox Financial. Although the lowest rates may be in our rearview mirror, as the economy recovers from the biggest economic shock of our lifetime, rates still remain near historic lows. In fact, with the dramatic increase in home values, this may be the perfect time to put that new home equity to work. Take advantage of our cash-out refi program and pay off high-rate credit cards, car loans, or other high-interest rate debt. 
or finally make those home improvements you put on hold for so long. Best of all, we can do this with no closing costs. That's right. Whether it's a conventional, FHA, or VA loan, we'll pay for your title, settlement, lender, and recording fees. So call Lennox Financial at 888-455-3669. That's 888-455-3669. It's the biggest no-brainer in the history of mankind. Licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 3304. Non-all loans apply. Equalizing lender. Visit us at LennoxHomeLoans.com or call for additional cost information. Other restrictions apply. Rates subject to change. Capital Casino, Sacramento's number one poker room, and primetime football are back. Cap Casino giving away $500 per game in high-hand bonuses for every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday night primetime game. They're offering, as always, the best food, the best service, and the best action with the most variety of games in the region and conveniently located in downtown Sacramento. Check it out. Capital Casino, 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. For more information, go to capital-casino.com and please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, welcome to Furniture Depot. And you, come on in. Yes. Couches are flying off the floor at Cheyenne's Furniture Store. Sarah, can you go over to dining sets, please? She needs more sales associates before shoppers take their seats elsewhere. Can somebody get me a price check on trundle beds? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Big news from Simply Safe Home Security. Okay, okay. Actually, I think the horns are too much. Yeah, that's better. Big news. The new wireless outdoor security camera is here. Yes, Simply Safe's award-winning home security just got even better, taking whole home protection to a whole new level. Okay, I'm I'm missing the horns. Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera with 50% off a new system this week. Visit simplysafe.com. Sports 1140 KHDK, and thank you to our guest today, Luke Walton, head coach of the Kings, Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Later in the week, we will check in with Lincoln Kennedy, his weekly visit. We look forward to that and uh, much more. A short show tomorrow, just 30 minutes, because it'll be Kings and the Timberwolves to close out this four-game road trip. Hey, Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. Also, right now, your chance at 1-800-920-1140, 1-800-920-1140 to go to the Causeway Classic this Saturday over at Aggie Stadium. It's going to be awesome. You get to see the uh, at UC Davis Health Stadium, I should say, win a four-pack of tickets to see the Hornets take on UC Davis. This is the best Causeway that I can remember all the years I've done it. Both teams are 8-2. and two. Both teams are ranked in the top 11. Both teams are going to the playoffs, and they may play again. That's what's great. But you want to go on a family four-pack, 1-800-920-1140. We will take caller number six. Six. Like a pick six. So win a four-pack of tickets to see Sac State take on UC Davis at UC Davis Health Stadium. Saturday, November 20th. That's this weekend. For tickets and more information, visit khdk.com. Again, the number 1-800-920-1140. We will take caller number six. All right. So another week of the NFL has wrapped up. And it's your opportunity now, or at least my opportunity, to 
rank them. Rank the uh, teams. Rank how they look. Rank based on what we've done in our unofficial rankings. The top five and the bottom five teams. And here's how it looks right now to me as we look at the bottom five teams in the NFL. I've got a new entry this week in the bottom five. They haven't been there yet. they got a couple of teams that had actually won games this week that I had taken out of the bottom five. But there's, there's a new entry, and their penalty was they didn't play this last week. But they lost four games in a row, and they have really, really struggled. And it's the Chicago Bears. I don't think they're the worst team. I think they can get out of this bottom five pretty quickly. But they're going to be playing the Lions soon, and this might be a good matchup as a as some bottom five teams. So Chicago, their point differential is a negative 74. They've lost four games in a row. They're three and six. I think it's okay where they're going. They like Justin Fields. That's the future of that team. But it's not happening for them right now. I put them at 28th at the fifth worst team in the NFL. The fourth worst team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Niners opponent this week. Jacksonville got a win a couple of weeks ago. They're 2-7. and seven. They nearly came back after spotting the Colts. I think it was 17 points this week and had the ball down one possession, thinking they may get an upset, but they lost. It's some tough times. They haven't won a road game. They're, I think, 2-3 and three at home. So this team needs work. They're near the bottom five. They've been living there, and right now I've got them as the fourth worst team at 29. 30, the Jets. The Jets have two great wins this year, beating the Titans and the Bengals somehow, but they're two and seven. They've lost two in a row. Their point differential, I think, is it still the worst? Yeah, it's the worst in the league. So when they lose, they lose big, including that, what, 54-point game the Patriots got on them. So we're going to put them at 30th. At 31st, they've moved up thanks to a tie, my least favorite thing in the NFL. I hate them. I hate ties. What's the point? But if any game should have a tie, it's Pittsburgh without Ben Roethlisberger in the rain and Detroit. And we've got a resident Lions fan here at the station, and he hates the year that they went 0-16. I said, you need you, here's what needs to happen for you and your Detroit Lions. One more tie so they can go 0-15-2. So it wouldn't be their worst year they've ever had. You're going to get the first pick. you got a couple of respectable ties. But Lions 0-8-1 based on their tie. I'm moving them up one spot and the team I'm putting dead last, the Texans. Remember when they were 1-0? I don't even know if they remember when they were 1-0. They're 1-8. They've lost eight consecutive games, and they are dead last. So the bottom five, Bears, Jags, Jets, Lions, Texans. Top five, five to 5-1. We had uh, three teams, I think, in the top five last week that all lost. So we had to do a little juggling here. And for the first time this year, I don't know if they're the fifth best team, but I'm putting them in there right now. The Chiefs. They're still really talented. Still got a great quarterback. Still got great weapons as receivers. And they've won three in a row, and they're in first in the AFC West. They've moved up, and for the first time this year, I have them in the top five at number five. I'm a little low. (laughs) Low for Chris, but the first time I have them in. Number four, the Cardinals. Now, they did lose. They did drop some spots. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt of losing without Kyler Murray. But um, they go to four. They drop to number four. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what happened two weeks ago, but this last week they looked back 
like the team. I mean, they just dismantled Atlanta. Had a great first half and just cruised to victory. Zeke Elliott was good. Cowboys took advantage of all sorts of mistakes and just, you know, there's a penalty. I remember when they got a touchdown, they, ah, we're already up big. Let's go for two. And they get the two-point conversion. They just, they rolled the Falcons. And so they go all the way up to number three. At number two, the Green Bay Packers. Chris Landry said, if I had to bet on one NFC team, it'd be Green Bay, partly because of what their defense has done. Their defense was great against Seattle this last week. And that's the dangerous team when they could be, you think of them about Adams and Rodgers, if they could beat you with their defense, that's trouble too. So I'm going to put them at number two. And at number one, the Titans. Uh, they've been impressive. Winners of six in a row. The last two wins specifically against the Rams and the Saints without Derrick Henry. But this six in a row, Jags, okay, you may not be that impressed by that. But Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, Saints, it's nice. And next they get the Texans. Patriots, Jags. I mean, there's there's some more. They still have two games with the Texans. We're looking at a team that's easily going to be in the 11-12 win range. It's nice. Good year for the Tennessee Titans. That's got a good line, offensive line, defensive line that gets pressure with really not stunting or doing different things. They just bring their four and they get after the QB. They do a really nice job. So bottom five, Bears, Jags, Jets, Lions, Texans, top five, Chiefs, Cardinals, Cowboys, Packers, Titans. And I think that's why the NFL is so great. This changes every week. It really does. Where the college football, when we just read that, it stayed the same. The top seven were the exact same. Exact same. The NFL, um, this last week, I think a lot of surprises happened. I mean, if, even if we look at the New England-Cleveland game, it was the game I was most excited for this week. I would not have guessed that New England would have won that game, what was it, 40, 45-7, 42-7, something like that. Uh, Baltimore on the Thursday night, really getting punked by Miami. There's just the NFL each and every week. I'm sure was Tampa Bay was going to win at Washington. Washington won that one by double digits. So the league just gives us great drama each and every week, and that's why we give you the NFL top five and bottom five. All right, a couple other things going on right now. Currently, we told you there's really high-level basketball going on uh, right now. There's only three games in the NBA tonight, the Spurs and the Clippers, uh, the 76ers and the Jazz, and then the Warriors and the Nets. And the Warriors are going right now. They've got 19 from Steph, and they're leading the Nets 63-58. They had a big second quarter. Let's give you some numbers here. KD, the ex-Warrior, is 16. James Harden has 14. Steph leads all scorers with 19. He's made five threes in the first half, six of 10 shooting. Wiggins has added 13. So that's a really good game of the Warriors at 11 and two. Brooklyn is 10 and four. Games being played, obviously, in Brooklyn, and the Warriors lead 63 58. How's Aldridge doing? Aldridge. He's not entered the game. Interesting. Why is that? Hmm. Sounds like there's a. You would think that uh, question him, not, him not playing would be uh, something said pregame. Oh, something makes me wonder. You might. Uh, why are you? Why are you so curious about Aldridge? Just, Just would have liked to have known if he was playing pregame. What would you need him to do in the second half? Just I don't know. Throw out a couple of random numbers if you'd like. Twelve points. Just twelve points. Just twelve. Okay. I don't think he's getting that at all. What makes you feel worse if he plays and got eleven or just didn't play? If he played and got eleven, would be worse. Would be worse. I'm sure he would have gotten one in the first half. Because right now, you're assuming it's not happening at all. Yes. At this moment. Yes. Okay. Uh, Chris, we hadn't been on in a couple days. Um, I'm sorry. I, I've lost track of the linear. 
I know when we last talked, the Wizards had it, and I think they're still hot, but I, I don't know. What, what do we got? The winner of this bout, and still, five wins and nobody beats me. They haven't lost since when? Since they first won the linear championship against the Grizzlies five games ago. Woo! So it was leaving every time. Every win, it, nobody was hanging on for more than one game. The Wizards... The Bucks almost became three-time... <laughs> linear champs. Linear champions. And the Wiz not only are winning like crazy, how are they in first in the East? They have the best record in the Eastern Conference. They're, they got onto that linear title and said, we're not giving it up. They know. They cherish it. They know how important it is. So... They just beat the Pelicans to get a win. They're fifth in a row. And when they got it, so it was beating Memphis, right, when they got it? Correct. And then they beat Milwaukee, beat Cleveland, beat Orlando, beat New Orleans. So next up, oh, wow, look at this. Their next five games are really interesting because it's Charlotte, Miami, Miami, Charlotte, (laughs) New Orleans again. That's their next five games. So um, you've got a, a... potential sounder for the charlotte game tomorrow i do i don't have it yet okay this one scares me now you're not going dark no okay decided not to okay because i don't think enough people would get it all right people that got it maybe i should make two <laughs> just a little maybe teaser we should, maybe we should have a vote on it yes if they understand the sounder then you keep it if not i i, I don't mind having two either way i like that too or just multiple things for the same okay. Like you did for the Dodgers, I think. The Dodgers had two. Yeah. The Red Sox had two. Yeah. Wait, the Red Sox did? There was the... He went yacht on that one. Oh, yeah. And then, Noma! <laughs> uh, okay. So, can credit to the Wizards. They've had it for a while since, let's see, Friday, November 5th. And they, yeah, Memphis, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Orlando, New Orleans. And there they are at 10-3. and three. Man. Good for them. All right, break time for us. We will come back. We will have one last segment here and the crossover. That's all coming your way right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. They will try to defend that, or they will defend it tomorrow. Every every opportunity to do that uh, on the NBA schedule. Kings will be in action tomorrow as well when they get the Minnesota Timberwolves first matchup of the year between these two teams. And uh, Sacramento needs it. They need to get another win and kind of redirect things, like we said earlier, with Coach Walton and our thoughts early on on the way they played yesterday. They really played a good game, a sound game. It was what was needed, and now build. Build on it. That's what Coach Walton talked about. Build off the good habits. Build off the success. Um, the the move of Metu into the starting lineup. Is that the little boost that they need to help round things out? Obviously, Tyrese being back helps. He missed a couple of games. That makes it a little more difficult. And you got Barnes and Holmes playing at a level. And then we mentioned Fox. Really, the last six or seven games, he's been better. He really has. So, T-Wolves, talented team, but I think the Kings have more depth, more punch to their lineup than Minnesota. So, will the the top three be too much for the Kings to handle? That'll be the key. And if we really look at Minnesota, what they've done so far this year, uh, they are 4-9, and nine, and I like to look at kind of the way it's – they were 3-1. and one. So, they're 1-8 and eight since that 3-1 and one start. And you look at the beginning, they beat the Rockets, they beat the Pelicans – Lost to the Pelicans and beat the Bucks in Milwaukee. That's a really good win. Then their losses: Nuggets, Magic, Clippers twice, Grizzlies, Warriors. So they played some good teams. Then they crushed the Lakers. Just lost to the Clippers and lost to the Suns. I would say they've had a pretty difficult schedule. 
Man, they've played the Clippers three times already. It's much like the Kings and Jazz will have their third matchup next uh, or this Saturday. Um, they've faced who else twice? Pelicans twice, much like the Kings have. So it's been a tough schedule for them as well. But they are four and nine, and this is a team, Minnesota, that when nobody here wants to hear this, but I remember doing this. Uh, I think I did this, Chris, in the summertime where I was looking at NBA records like in the last 15 years. We know the Kings haven't made the playoffs. And I think, and I, I, I can't remember all of my notes here, and I was going to write something on this, but the worst record in that time is actually Minnesota. Yeah, they, they had, they've only it's made actually, it once. Right? Yeah, it was one time when they added Jimmy Butler, and they had Butler, Wiggins, Tibbs, and then Towns, and then they moved him out. And the next year, they still had him, and then I remember when he came here, he looked totally disinterested, didn't want to play, really called out his team, and then they moved moved him out. But um, with the exception of that year, they've been actually really bad. And they made it. They were down to the end that year that they did break their long streak, and they got it in game 82 where they beat the Nuggets. And then from that point on, Denver kind of excelled, but Minnesota did not. That's the one that you kind of get scared about when – all Kings fans like just make the playoffs, just make the playoffs, yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. Do you want to be Minnesota? Right. You or wanna, yeah. Do you want to be the Nuggets? Right. Just miss it, and then you're like, uh, I think they were like a four seed, then a two seed. You figure they're going to be good again. Yeah, they've been they've been consistently good. Now. Or the Suns, maybe. Yeah, I was wondering about Phoenix about, that. Uh, about when you know, they went ten years without making it, have the great run last year, and I thought, well, I don't, I like actually their team better. I think they're even deeper. But then they started one and three after the Kings beat them. And again, that's way early. I go, well, I don't know. And now they haven't lost since. So they've been really, really good. All right. Before we uh, get out of here, we do have to get the crossover from the morning show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Here's today's crossover. Crossover time for Jason Ross. By the way, congratulations on doing an actual show today. Good job. Jason, last night the Niners blew out their opponent. The Kings blew out their opponent. Who has more momentum heading forward? And who do you think righted the ship more, if at all? The Niners or the Kings? Also, don't forget to tell Mark Jones and Katie Christensen happy birthdays. Hey, we did. And you didn't remember my half birthday. Also, didn't remember Pete Davidson's birthday. True. 27. We got to worry about him now. We've learned things. Didn't have to worry about him before. <laughs> no, he was fine. He was totally fine. But now we worry about him. Um, 49ers. Believe it or not, I think theirs was more broken than the Kings, and that may sound crazy, but I do. Um, the Kings, even in their losses-ish, uh, <laughs> more of them than, than not, they were doing things that the way they wanted to, the way they wanted to play. You know, I think about losses to Utah, the Warriors, um, but it was, you know, the recency here. Uh, awful performance against the Spurs, terrible quarter against Phoenix, a meltdown against OKC. I don't know that Detroit um, fixes all that, and there's just so many more games. The Niners have to wait, but I feel like they found – the Niners showed us that template of the way they need to play. Not the way they want to play, the way they need to play. Let's run the ball. Be run dominant. Be run effective. And then just control the game. And they need to do that. So I would say 
they did with an opportunity just based on who they play next in Jacksonville to keep it going. The Kings, you could argue the same. I mean, the Timberwolves have a worse record than the Kings. There's not a big difference between the two teams. But uh, the Kings then come home for a pretty difficult stretch at home. That's what happens when you you probably give away at least one of the games you didn't expect, right? Let's say the Kings were 2-1 and run, one right now in the homestand. Oh, excuse me, on the road trip. We're talking about a 7-7 seven and seven team. It's only one game difference. But you would have taken care of either San Antonio or OKC. And you have a chance at a three and one road trip, which is what people thought they could do. You want you always want four, but three and one. Two and two, you'll now take and kind of want because one and three feels a lot worse. So it's it's that thin of a line right now for the Kings. Because when you come back one and three, or even in this case two and two on what is quote unquote a lighter schedule, you're now gonna have to do things that you probably don't expect to do and that's teams like Utah, the Lakers, and whoever else you have coming up at home, Philly. Well, Philly's been banged up, but still, that's something you haven't been doing and will probably now need to do based on missed opportunities earlier. So uh, we'll do it all again tomorrow. Remember, tomorrow, 2 to 3, we'll have the Golf to Go Golf Hour. Frank LaRosa's in for that. And then we'll have a brief show, just 30 minutes tomorrow before game night when the Kings will be in action Uh, taking on Minnesota. Until then, have a great night. Again, if you missed anything on the show, go back to cagedk.com after we uh, have the show podcast up there, and you'll be able to hear Chris Landry. You'll be able to hear Luke Walton and all the show. So until tomorrow, have a great night. Thanks for listening right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. See you.